Hey, what's going on, everybody? Chance Ghanem with the God Is Podcast. Today, we are talking about God is clear. God is clear. I'm extremely excited about this. I was listening to my Bible app this morning, and I got to Matthew 13. Matthew 13 is where I was listening, and it was crazy because I've heard this story before. And I'm going to be in Matthew 13. It's a long, we're going to be in the whole thing, not just one section. We're going to be reading the whole thing, Matthew Matthew 13, and it's something that if you're if you're an entrepreneur, you might be familiar with this, and I was. Now, I'm going to share my screen here, so for everyone uh, watching on YouTube, you guys can see, but Matthew 13 is the parable of the farmer scattering seed. Now, this is something that a lot of salespeople have stolen Jesus's analogy here, and they use it for sales, which, you know, God gave us a ton of amazing uh, amazing examples in the Bible that we can use for other things. So it's all good if you use this analogy for sales, but that is the only way I really heard this analogy for the longest time. So I'm going to talk about this, or I'm going to read this, and I was going to play the audio and I was going to cop out, but I, I'm going to have to read this because the audio doesn't work too well with the recording. Um, I could play it on my phone, but it just didn't sound too clear. So I'll, I'll just read it. But I'm going to just kind of skip through here. So if you can read with me, it's going to it's gonna make a lot more sense, but I'm going to cover everything. And I want you guys to get this because when he talks about this parable, and it doesn't, it's not just one parable, it's the parable of the farmer scattering the seeds. And where I want to start here, I'll go up to the parable, but I want you guys to see right here. I want you guys to focus right here in the middle at verse 10. We're going to go back up and I'll read the parable. Don't worry. But look at verse 10 right here. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when when you talk to the people. Now, this is something that I really, that really caught my attention because this is something that I always wanted. I'm like, God, why don't you just say it straightforward? Jesus, why couldn't you just say, here's the rule book, follow the rules, you get into heaven. Like, like it, it wasn't, he, he didn't make it that clear, but, but when he says this, he makes something else very clear. And through the process of reading the Bible, you can actually figure out that God is pretty clear. But here's what you guys have to understand. And this, we're going to just go into 11 here and we're just going to keep going. This is Jesus speaking. He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Now, now this is where this, this is about to get interesting because we kind of like that God didn't draw a line. I thought I wanted God to be clear, but I don't want God to be clear. <laughs> like, like, I'll be honest. Like, when, when I first, you know, think about the parables, I'm like, God, why are they so confusing? I wish they're easier to understand. But then I understand, like, oh, man, I don't know if I, <laughs> I don't know if I want to know the secrets. Have I don't know if I want a clear line. Because if I have a clear line, then I know good or bad. And you're like, oh, yeah, then I could always do good. But you wouldn't like the list of things that are on the bad side. You would not like the list of things that you, you know, all the sins that you do that, you know, thank God that he sent Jesus for us. But I'm going to keep going here and then we'll, we'll go off. But we're, on, we're in 12 right here on uh, Matthew 13, verse 12. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even <laughs> what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Verse 13. That is why I use parables. And this is something you can you can you can really really learn from. For they look but they do not really see. They hear but they don't really listen or understand. Now, I'm going to I'm going to go back and we're going to read the whole parable here, but I want to talk about something because I think this is so important. I think when when Jesus says this, he's like, "Okay, so you want to know why I use parables? It's because if I'm talking to, you know, a thousand people, guess what? Majority of those people don't know anything I'm saying. They're totally clueless. They don't get it. And if I told them the facts, and this is something that's so true in sales, and this is why, you know, I almost called this like God is selling success. I actually crossed it out on my notes. But, but I want you guys to understand that when, when, when God's out here selling the, the, the message, right? When God's preaching, when Jesus is preaching, like whatever you want to call it, preaching in a way Jesus is selling because he wants to sell that idea to lock into somebody's brain and change their hearts and soul forever. He's trying to sell what he's saying so it hits the hearts, minds, and souls of, the, of, of his people. 
So he's selling what he's saying. And what Jesus knows is when you sell, facts tell, stories sell. He knows that. Jesus, that, that's a, that's, if, you guys, if you guys aren't in the sales or if you're new to sales, that's a little tip. That's a tip from me to you. If you want to sell something, sell it with a story, not with facts. Nobody cares about, you know, if I'm going to buy, let's say I'm going to buy a new, um, you know, a new kitchen utensil. Like there's a brand new kitchen utensil and, or like, you know, like the Instapot or an air fryer or something like that. You know, some, some not just like a spatula, but like some new gadget or gizmo. What am I way more likely to buy? Am I way more likely to buy after I see a commercial or maybe a, a YouTube ad or something where it's just telling me this is how fast it can cook chicken. This is how fast. And it's just hitting with facts. And it's like, this is the kind of wattage and this is the kind of temperature it can hit. And this, 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 it's going to overwhelm me. I'm not going to understand it. It's going to get so complicated. I'm like, yo, I just want to know how easy it is to cook things in it. And then is it, would that sell me or would a story or, you know, in a, in a, in an advertisement, it'd be a video Would a video of somebody using it maybe to show how easy, like if I saw a video on YouTube that said 10 fast and easy, healthy recipes to start 2020 and I clicked on it. And in that video, they were using this fancy new get, you know, gadget. And they're like, this thing is the best. I'm probably going to use it because they're telling me a story. They're showing me how to use it. They're, they're demonstrating how it works and they're actually creating meals and giving me purpose for what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to get that machine and go then go, go create the meals that I saw on that video. And guess what Jesus is doing? Jesus is trying to plant that image in his followers' heads so that they go out and they can spread it because people can tell stories. They can't explain God. I, like, like, I don't know how, like God is hard to explain. I was, I was struggling to want to even do this podcast because I was so scared to explain God. But I want you guys to understand God is in the Bible. God is in the Bible and that is his talking to us. And one thing I need you to focus on is I thought I was a good Christian before. I thought I was following and I'm going to lead in before we even read the parable. I thought I did not need to read the Bible to really understand and build my relationship with God. I was so mistaken. It, it is so crazy. And I'm thinking I'll, I'll make a video or something if you guys don't know how, but if you download the Bible app, the Bible app on all your phone, like, you know, whatever, Samsung, Amazon, or <laughs> Amazon, Amazon doesn't have a phone yet, Apple, um, you know, whatever, for whatever you're using, you download it and you can literally have the Bible audio. You listen, I listen to the Bible every single morning. There is no excuse not to listen to the Bible anymore. They made it so easy. And now I can connect with God closer every single day. And I didn't believe it until I actually started doing it. And I'm telling you now that I'm doing it every single day, you're going to get so much closer to God by just listening or reading the Bible, you can't, it, it doesn't touch. But here's what I need, you know, here's, here's where we're going to go from here. Because we're going to go back to the top. We're going to go, so, so, so now we know why Jesus talks in parables. I think that's important before we listen to the parables. Because this is all about parables. Matthew 13, we have the parable of the farmer scattering seed. Down here, we're going to get to all of these. Don't worry, they're all going to come together. It's pretty crazy. Parable of the wheat and the weeds. Okay, parable of the mustard seed parable of the yeast parable right you guys it's parables parable of the wheat explained thank god for this you know explained we'll get to that too but then you see here we got even more parable of the hidden treasure and the pearl parable of the fishing net so there are parables after parables after parables in matthew 13 now i want you guys to understand because when we go through these parables it's not really about the you know the parables are really good and they make sense but the meaning of these parables is very very important and the one thing i want to draw your attention to right here is you are permitted to understand the secrets and understand what he's saying here now now when i read this at first i was like oh it, it, did he just give this to the to the disciples did he just give this to like certain people like like are only no look what it says right here in verse 12 Verse 12, Matthew 13, to those who listen to my teachings, more understanding will be given and they will have abundance of knowledge. People ask me, Chance, like, how, how did you get your relationship with God? And the simple answer is I listened to a lot of sermons. I listened to a lot of teachings of God. 
we don't we don't have Jesus that we can just pull up on our phone. We have the Bible where we can read it. And I wish I would have started sooner, but I didn't. And that's on me. And I don't want you to make the same mistake in your journey. You definitely need to be in the Bible. But when it comes to this part, you can learn from other people. There are pastors. I have a list of links below of, of some churches, about four churches that I really enjoy, that I really like, that I learn a lot from, that you can plug in, you can listen to their sermons, you can grow. There is no excuse going into 2020 that you cannot get the word of God every single day. Every single day. If you have 30 minutes to listen to a sermon every day, how much closer to God are you gonna get? What Do you wanna understand the secrets? Like, like this is, this is the facts. Like I, I told you, it scares me, but you know, if you go listen, Sam talks about it. She just, uh, she just released a podcast. Well, it's probably not out yet. I just listened to it. Ooh, I got a sneak peek, but she's about to put it out. Um, so make sure you guys go check that out. But she talked about if you're really going to go in your calling of God, it's going to scare you. And if you're really going to want to know the secrets of God, it might have to scare you. It might be, you know, it might be uncomfortable, but let's dive in and let's see after, you know, our understanding, if we can get down to some of the secrets of God. So we're going to go, Jesus is talking to a large crowd. I love this. I'm not going to read it up here, but he, he gets out in a boat. And, and, and I was like, man, I think I want to copy this for one of my presentations sometime. I just want to get out on a boat be sitting on the middle of a lake and just you know teaching people that'd be amazing but we're gonna hop down here right where jesus starts talking so this is in matthew 13 it's like halfway through three um listen a farmer went out to plant some seeds as he scattered them across his field some seeds fell on the footpath and the birds came and ate them other seeds fell on the shallow soil with uh, with underlying rock, the seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they did not have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Now, <laughs> guys, this is, this is crazy. Still, other seeds fell upon on fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as, as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Now, when I first heard this, this is how I heard it from the sales perspective. You need to go talk to a lot of people. And when you go talk to a lot of people, some will, some won't. So what next? That's how I was taught. That's how I was taught. That's, that's what I was taught as a, a salesperson. And now it's funny because when you look at this, you're like, you're planting seeds, like in selling all this kind of stuff. But now let's, let's get to this. Cause I heard a sermon a couple weeks ago. And if you go down in the, in the links below, you go to passionate life church, you go check out their sermons. They have a sermon where it was uh, the afterlife series. And in the afterlife series, they were talking about, um, about this. They were talking about planting seeds. Um, I think it's this, or it might've been planted. It probably was planted because that would make more sense for planting seeds. Um, but either way, I was listening to a sermon about it and he broke it down each step, but we're going to scroll down and we're going to get, um, all right. So this fulfills the prophecies of Isaiah. Okay. Again, Jesus speaking. So again, we're going to, we're going to read this part and it's going to break down. Uh, it's going to break down everything so you, you can understand uh, what, what's going down here. So when you hear, uh, we're going to be in verse, I know I should say that verse 14. Okay. When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. Anyone ever feel that you ever feel like, Oh my goodness. Every time I hear God, I just don't comprehend. Like, are you really telling me to do this? God, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, for the heart's of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear. So this is why these people can't hear. This is why the vast majority of people of God and Jesus are talking to. This is why a vast majority of us, even maybe you listening, I had to admit to myself that this was me. This was me before I really started to dive deep in my faith. This was me before I gave up listening to ungodly music. Yes, I gave up like all rap music besides Kanye's new album. Literally, like I, I, I've given that up. I've, I've surrounded myself with the word of God and I've had to unharden. I had to soften my own heart by, like, by, by being loved on by God. <laughs> by, by diving into God's word. By diving into God's you know, um, fellowship. So... 
We're right here in 15. For the hearts of, the, of these people have been hardened and their ears cannot hear. And they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. So isn't this funny? Like God, like Jesus right here is, he, he's, he's citing Isaiah. He's like, like, aren't you like, don't you understand? Like Isaiah told us this guys. And sometimes I feel this like with Jesus, when I read what Jesus says, I'm like, why haven't after 2000 years, why have we forgotten what Jesus has said? Jesus said so many things and we can just go back and cite what Jesus said. And when we cite those things, they are 99% of them are direct correlation of how they can improve your life. What do you like every time I read these red, you know, they put it red in the, in, in this Bible, at least that's when Jesus is speaking. When I read that red, I understand like, oh my goodness, this is, this is Jesus speaking. Just like Jesus is citing Isaiah. Jesus, you could just say, I said this. <laughs> Jesus could say, why is this true? Because I said it, but no, Jesus is citing Isaiah. This shows how powerful citing the Bible is and how powerful and citing scripture is. That's why it's so important when you are trying to grow as a Christian, when you are trying to develop a relationship with God, that you dive into the scripture. So when you come up with struggles, when you come up with confusion, because you ever come up with questions in life, like this question, why do you use parables? You ever come up with a question in life like, why do I work this job? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Why are these people like this? Why, why, why? Do you ever have a why question in your life? Have you ever asked why? And, and I challenge you to maybe you should start looking for the answer to why. Stop going to Google and start going to the Bible. Stop going to Google and searching or stop going to your random friends that don't have the success, don't have the life you want, don't have the relationship you want, don't have the relationship with God you want. Stop going to them and asking why all the time and maybe start looking for why in the Bible. And Jesus shows you right here. They could have not asked Jesus this question if they would have just gone and read the Bible <laughs> or like, you know, the prophecies. So that's, you know, just very interesting to me. I think it really shows the power of it that even Jesus isn't good enough to just say, well, because I say so. Because I say so. I mean, he's Jesus. Jesus could have said, because I say so. That's how it works, because I know all. And he cites the Bible, you know, scriptures. And that's, that's, that's something that I think is a key takeaway. So we're going to keep going here. Like I said, we're going to read through this entire thing, and hopefully you get some value. This might be long, but just stay with me. There is a lot in here. This is one, like, this is what blows my mind. Matthew 13 has more than, like, some entire books that I've read. And this whole Bible is full of so many nuggets, guys. That's why you got to read it. That's why you got to read it. I was, I was playing myself. I'm telling you, learn from my mistakes. All right, Matthew 13, verse 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. If you're listening to me right now, your ears are hearing. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm God. I'm just saying I'm reading out of the Bible. I'm just reading the words. I tell you the truth. Any prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear, and they didn't hear it. Now, this is something that really, this, this really stood out to me because I was listening to a sermon. And if you go down to Faith Church below, I was listening to the, one of their sermons. And this is something that their preacher said. And, and it really slapped me. It really was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this. But he said that he was praying to God and God told him that people better than you have failed. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine? And, and this is something that when he broke it down, it was crazy. But he literally said he was praying to God and God's answer was people better than you have failed. So why should I trust you with what you are praying for? Why should I trust you with the responsibilities? Why should I trust you? And, and I, I think it's so funny because here's Jesus saying this. I didn't, even, I didn't even catch this the first time I listened to this. I'll be honest. I missed this part. Matthew 13, verse 17. I'm going to read it again. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but they didn't see it. They long to hear what you hear, but they did not hear it. Imagine back in the day, I could not listen to one sermon every single day. Before the internet, how were you listening to a sermon every day? Were you hopping around from church to church to church, driving around all the time? I listen to sermons every single day, and I don't even have to think about it. Oh, I, I can get the Bible and God's word every single day without even having to read. Right now, it is so easy. It is so ridiculously easy to get the information that we need. 
that we want, that we desire, that all God, and God's saying right here, you just have to chase it. You just have to want it. You just have to desire it. You just have to chase it down and demand that kind of relationship with God, that kind of fulfillment from Christ. Because I'm telling you, God can save you. God can take you from your addictions. God can take you from your broken hearts. God can take you from your broken wallets. God can take you from any place you are and take you where you want to go if you are willing to dive in, if you are willing to go deeper, if you are willing to grow that relationship. Many prophets and righteous people have longed to see what you see, but they did not see it. Now, now, when, when I was thinking about this and bringing it back to the, the, the pastor and how he was saying it, literally, like, I think about what I want to do. I want to impact millions of lives. I'm not the only person that's ever said, God, I want to impact millions of lives. And the one thing about impacting millions of lives is you're going to have a lot of temptations. You're going to have a lot of struggles along the way where there are times where you're going to want to be greedy. There's going to be times where you're going to want to take for yourself. There's going to be times where, where, you know, like it talks about in the Bible, there's a lot of temptations in the world. There are temptations in this world. And what God, what they're saying here is, and what, what this pastor was saying is he was saying that I blessed, uh, God was saying to this pastor, I blessed other people. I gave them the finances. I gave them the relationship. I gave them everything they prayed for and they messed it up. Why will you be different? Because most people that mess it up, they destroy their relationship with God along the way. Most people get rich and forget God. Most people, and, and it's, just, it's just real. That's just real. It's just like, like, look at it. Like, why do you think God says give 10%, but there's millionaires out there that say, well... Well, I'm not going to give it. Or the people who are like broke right now and said, well, if I had a million, I would give it. Well, if you're broke and you don't give the 10%, then you're not going to give it at a million. And it's one of those things like where God says, I have trusted other people. <laughs> and right here it says, you know, many prophets and righteous people. So that means it doesn't matter how close you are to God in, in the sense of like, I think I have a good relationship because like, it's cool to have a good relationship with God, but I truly believe like this is a fact in everything in life that I've personally seen. And I don't know how it couldn't be a fact with God is if you are not growing, you are dying. That's how the world works. If you're not growing and getting better, you are dying and getting worse. Whether it's a skill set, whether it's a, whether it's a, a lifestyle, whether it's health, whether it's your relationship with God. If you might say, I had a good relationship with God when I was a kid, or I had a good relationship with God last year, or, I had a good relationship with God last month, but when's the last time you checked in? When's the last time you prayed? When's the last time you spent hours in scripture? When's the last time that you went out and worshiped? When's the last time? Because if those questions aren't answered and you don't think that you're getting better and closer to God every single day, I'm telling you right, I'm not telling you anything. The Bible is saying many prophets and righteous people Long to see what you see. And what this pastor said is God was telling him that, yo, I gave it to a lot of people and they messed it up. So why are you different? And, you know, that's, that's, that's a question that I love hearing because it challenges me to be a better Christian. It challenges me to love God a little more. It challenges me to set a little bit more time aside for him. It challenges me to be a better person. Now, now I'm going to like, I'm again, this is going to be a long one. This might be an hour long, but just bear with me now. Listen to the, Okay. So we're in verse 18. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then evil comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So this is the people that hear about God. Maybe they, 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 their friend tells them about them and they just like, uh, I don't understand about a floating man in the sky. I don't believe in that whole God thing. I don't, I don't, you know, those kind of people who just like, I don't understand. I just pass it off. Well, if you don't believe in God, guess what? The devil will swoop you up. Easy, easy for the devil. Got people who don't believe, people who believe in God struggle with sin. People who follow God struggle in sin. Disciples of Jesus Christ are sinners. And you're telling me that you're going to be a sinner without Jesus and you think that you're going, to, you're going to figure out this world? I mean, the world is going to swallow you up and eat you up. And it says right here that then the devil, um, you know, comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. So that's the first person. 
And those are real people in this world. Those are real people that we need to go minister to. These are real people that we need to help. But we need to realize through our journey of ministry, through our journey of preaching God's word, through our journey of being Christians, you're going to come along people just like every single person in these seats. So I would go to Matthew 13 and read this for yourself over and over and over again, especially if you think that you are going to preach the word of God, because this needs to be heard. Jesus told us this, and this was a word to his disciples that he's like, yo, here's what's, here's just the facts. Here's the facts. <laughs> I'm going to lay it out for you. Next one, the seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. <laughs> now, guys, these are the people that, that they hear it and they just get hyped. They get super excited. They're like, yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, it's all great. I'm, I'm, it's amazing. It's amazing. And now this is something that, you know, going to other scriptures and going to other parts of the Bible, I have learned that. God wants people to rejoice in him. God wants people to have joy in his name. God wants people to celebrate him. God wants people to, you know, spread his word. He even says, like, even if they're not doing it for the right reasons, at least they're doing it. And, and you know, it comes down to the thing where when you understand this, people are going to get super excited. Jesus isn't talking to the person. Jesus is talking to the leader. Jesus is talking to the preacher. Jesus is talking to that Christian who's going to stand up and he's going to see people exactly like this. And it's going to question why they leave. It's going to question why they did not stay connected. Question why they went off the deep end. Now, now again, as a leader, we can learn from this and we can try to help them and find them where they are. Because here's, here's the answer. If that is the person, they disappear. So let's say you're in a group and you have this person who just starts showing up. They're full of excitement and they stop showing up. Here's what probably happened. But since they do not have deep roots, they don't last. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. God told us the answer, leaders. Leaders of Jesus Christ following, like, like disciples of Jesus Christ who are going out here to spread the word. When you wonder why people pull away, now here's how we as Christians can help. When you find somebody pull away, if you know that they were super excited and they left, you need to reach out. You need to figure out which one of these two is it. Do you don't believe Jesus? It's this simple. It's like, I don't understand why people come and then they leave. I don't understand why people get all excited. They leave. Well, Jesus told us it's right here. They fall away as soon as they have problems, as soon as life gets hard, as soon as difficulties happen, or are being persecuted for believing God's word. Their husband's like, oh my goodness, you're crazy. Their wife's like, are you serious? Their coworkers, their friends, their family, their, 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 their network, their people around them persecute them for believing God's word. So they stop showing up. It's one of the two things. That's it. That's it. It's not that they didn't like the scripture you talked about. It's not that they didn't like the song you sang. It's not that they didn't like this little itty bitty stuff that we as Christians like to focus on. Get to the root of the problem. The root of the problem is they have problems or they were just persecuted for God. And that's where we have to help them. That's where you have to be their shepherd. That's where you have to guide them through those times because we as Christians have been there ourselves. All right, 22. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out by worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So not fruit. So no fruit is produced. This was me. I was baptized. I was a Christian. I love God. I talked about God sometimes. I wasn't reading the Bible every day. I was still listening to rap music. I was still doing ungodly things. I was still worrying about going out and partying and looking cool for other people. And all these things, like I thought I loved God, but I didn't. Man, and when I heard this at the sermon, I almost broke down in tears um, when, when he got to this one, because this was me on the, on the dot. I believed in God. I loved God. I worshiped God. I went to church every Sunday. But I never cleared out the weeds. That's what I've been working on. That's what I've been doing the past couple of months. Some people are hitting me up like, Chance, what's up with this podcast? Like you just disappeared and then you come back with this podcast. Like I was clearing out my weeds. I was figuring out where I needed to go and what, I, what God was here to use me for. And I'm telling you what, like now that I've cleared out the weeds and I've built a real relationship with God, I see the difference between the third and the fourth seed. And I wrote this down. I have two notes. The two notes are main focus needs to be Bible daily and bring people to God. 
and then this. <laughs> so, so really that's it. Everything else is just off the top of the head today and what, what God put on my heart. So this, this, this was my other note. We all assume we are the last seat. Oh man. Oh man. We all assume we are the last seed. We all assume that we are the last seed. I hate to burst your bubble. I did too. Until I really thought about it. And then read what the last seed said. You know, 23 right here. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even 100 times as much as have been planted. Now, let's just understand this harvest is not a harvest of this world. The harvest is not what's in your bank account. The harvest isn't how many people you helped get financially free. I thought my job here for God was to help people get financially free. And then I read the Bible and I was like, oh man, God wants me to help people get rich, but he doesn't want me just to do that. He wants me to bring them to God because it doesn't matter how much money they have. If their soul isn't saved, they're going to burn in hell for eternity. So it doesn't matter if they're rich on earth because they're going to burn in hell for eternity. So we need to clear out the weeds. And you need to do a real deep dive on yourself and where are your fruits of the spirit? Are you bringing people to Jesus Christ? Are you bringing people to the kingdom? Are you saving people? Or are you just putting a little bit of money in their bank account? Are you just, you know, you know, or are you not doing any of it? Cause like, I just think of that. That was mine. I was like, well, I'm helping people. I'm teaching them how to trade. That was my cop out. That was my cop out. <laughs> Cause what's it say here? The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly, the message is crowded out. What's it crowded out by? You go to church on Sunday, and then on the way home from church, you're talking about business. You're thinking about them bills. You're thinking about, you know, maybe you're thinking about that party. Maybe you're thinking about going to the club. Maybe you're thinking about hanging out with these people you shouldn't be going to. Maybe you're thinking about going to the strip club. Maybe you're thinking about all these ungodly things. Because what's it say here? You hear God's word. You hear it. You hear it. But your actions and your lifestyle doesn't show that you hear it. Oh, man. This one was hard for me. Because what's it say here? Crowded out by worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. Where are your fruits of the spirit? How many people did you bring to Jesus Christ? How many people are you helping? How many people are you, you know, you, you benefiting? Where are you putting your time to help God's kingdom? Where are you donating your time, your finances? Are you tithing? Are you listening to what the Bible says? Are you reading the Bible every single day? Are you praying to God every single day? Are you, are you listening to worship music every single day? Are you removing ungodly things from your life? Are you removing negative things from your life that are ungodly, not just negative? Guys, I liked a lot of rap music that wasn't talking about much bad things, but was talking about success. But guess how they talk about success? They don't talk about success like Jesus did. They talk about success with idols. They talk about success with cars. They talk about success with jewelry. They talk about success with houses. They talk about success with idols, not Jesus. And how can I listen to that 24-7 and expect me not to fall into the same trap? How can I listen to what Kanye West calls somebody who, you know, one of the best hip hop rappers in the world, you know, ever, ever. He called it the devil's music and that he was working for the devil. So if he was working for the devil, why am I listening to the devil's music consistently? Why am I listening to the devil's music and putting it in my head, putting it in my heart, putting it in my soul? Because if I'm listening to the devil's music, I don't care how positive it is. I don't care how upbeat it's talking about getting money and talking about getting rich. But why isn't it talking about spreading God's love? Why is it like, go listen to Kanye's album, Jesus is, uh, Jesus is King. Go listen to that album. That's rap music that's talking about Jesus. That's rap music that's talking about, you know, Christian faith. And it's a challenge and it was hard and it was confusing at first and I didn't think it was necessary. But once I've done it, I realized that my soul is now being filled with Jesus every single day. I'm filling my cup with God. So I'm going to keep going here. But I just want you to understand this last seed is not easy to beat. Don't just think, oh, I go to church. I, most people, like most people are this, I would say. Most Christians, I would say, 
you know, again, I'm just, I'm just going from like what I've seen and, and, and what I've, what I've experienced over my, my experience in life. So I'm not going to say a hundred percent, but I think a majority of Christians are like Matthew 13, 22. I think most Christians fall into this trap because the worries of this life get to us and the lure of wealth gets to us. Those are two things that even, you know, when, when Jesus is breaking this down, he said, those are the two things that are going to kill people. The two things of why Christians are not going to go all the way. And, oh, what do you mean all the way? Oh, man. Oh, man. Don't get to the parable of wheat, Chance. Don't keep scrolling. Oh, we're going to keep scrolling. Parable of wheat. I'm just going to read this real fast. And we're just going to go through it here. But I want you to understand this. I want you to understand this because it's important. I want you to understand this because this is, <laughs> this, is, this is the facts. This is what they put in the Bible. All right, Matthew 13, 24, parable of wheat and the weeds. Here another story Jesus told, the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. But that night, as the worker slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat, then slipped away when the crops began to grow and pr produce grain. The weeds also grew. The farmer's workers went to him and said, sir, the fields where we planted good seed is full of weeds. <laughs> oh, man, guys, this is too real. How many of you guys have said this? How many, how many, how many pastors, how, how many pastors do you think have said this? How many pastors do you think have said this? God, God, I preach your word. They said they were going to follow you. They said they were going to follow your word. They said they were going to get closer to you. They said, we planted the seeds. They were good seeds. They were good people. They said they really loved you. Good seed is full of weeds. Where do they come from? An enemy has done this, the farmer explains. Should we pull the weeds, they ask. And this is the hard part. This is the hard part. Should we pull the weeds? No, he replied. You'll uproot the wheat if you do. Let both grow together until the harvest. Then I will tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds tie them in bundles and burn them to and to put the wheat in the barn. Now I'm going to scroll down because this is this is where if we fast forward to 636 it's going to explain the parable. And I'm going to I'm going to probably end with this parable. I'm going to tell you one more because I thought it was interesting, but um you can go here to Matthew 13 and read all this. Like I'm telling you guys, like this is just Jesus saying, "Here you go. Here you go. I'm putting it out here." So parable of the wheat explained, Matthew 13, 36. Then leaving the crowds outside, Jesus went into the house. His disciples said, please explain to us the story of the weeds in the field. Don't you wish you like, like, I don't need no Siri. I don't need no Google telling me nothing. I wish I had a Jesus on my phone. I wish I had a Jesus app like the disciples had. I wish I had an Ask Jesus app. And I could be like, yo, Jesus, what do you mean with that? What do you mean here? Yo, thank God for the disciples for, for asking these questions because this is why I feel like God kept normal people around him. Jesus didn't surround himself with people who thought they knew it all. Jesus surrounded himself with people who were sinners. And these sinners are like, yo, Jesus, what do you mean there, bro? Simplify that down for me. Make that mean something I can understand. So Jesus replied, the son of man is the farmer who plants the good seed. The field is the world. And the good seed represents the people of God's kingdom. Listen to me. Listen to me. Because this is where people get confused. And I got confused as well. The son of man, so God, Jesus, is the farmer who plants good seeds. The field is a world. That means every single person is a good seed. That means God created every single person and planted them in this world to be a good seed. The person, that person you're frustrated with right now, God put them here to be a good seed. That person that just disrespected you, God put them here to be a good seed. That, that, that kid that you, you have, God put them here to be a good seed. You know, that, that relationship with those people you have, you know, the business associates you have, God put them here to be a good seed. Your coworkers, God put them here to be a good seed. That person in traffic that flips you off, God put them here to be a good seed. So if God put everyone here to be a good seed, 
what happened. And here it is. The weeds are the people who belong to the evil one. They were corrupted. The enemy who planted the weeds among the wheat is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the harvesters are the angels. So this, it's crazy how this all comes together. But when you understand, the weeds are the people who belong to the devil. We talked about this in episode two with the sword. Um, we talked about the idea that G- when the devil lost the battle in heaven, he got, he got sent, down to, sent down all the angels that were with him. Some people, I think it's up to like one third of the angels are, are predicted to come down with them. And um, yeah, one third of the angels come down with them. So you have to understand that's one third of those devil seeds that are planted. And what happens? The weeds are going to take them over and then slowly they're going to die. You know, I come from a farming background and what happens? Weeds choke out the good plants. Weeds choke out the good plants. So this is not God saying that, oh, the devil is creating people. And, and I'm pretty sure, and God, if I'm wrong, you know, I'm sorry, but please have this hit people's hearts well. I truly believe that God created all, all people. God created good people. God created all people to do good. But what happened was the devil and his, the devil came through and planted these weeds, his demons, corruption, all these evil things, all these evil thoughts, you know, pornography for some people, or it could be, you know, different things where you're (laughs) all kinds of different things for people, right? There's all kinds of things that the devil has planted here. Um, you know, all kinds of evil things that have been put in your heart, put on your mind, all kinds of evil things, right? All kinds of evil things. I was just saying all kinds of evil things that the devil has planted here. That frustration, that anger, that depression. He's planted it here. Those weeds are his demons working on us. And those weeds are trying to choke us out. And the one thing that, that isn't really said here that I want to elaborate just because I've been, you know, I've been in the farming industry. Weeds kill good seeds. So when I say this next part, don't just think, well, I was a good seed. So I made it. You're going to have to be a tough seed. You're going to have to go back to episode two, listen to that, and go pick up your sword so that you can survive. You need to learn how to survive in a world, in a field. If you're a plant and you're in a field that's full of weeds, you're going to need some Roundup to kill the weeds. You're going to need something to kill the weeds. You need someone to come along and get rid of the weeds or else you will die. But what's Jesus say here? Because this is what's funny when, when it comes up here. I'm going to write here, what, what do the workers say? Because what's, what's the normal thing that people should do? This is why I even said it, and it, scared, it says, um, yeah, right here. An enemy has done this, uh, the farmer explains. Should we pull out the weeds, they ask. Should we pull out the weeds? Because that's what you should do. You should pull out the weeds. You should remove the weeds. But guess what? You can't remove sin from this world because God gave us free will. If God removed sin from this world, he would remove free will, and then we would just be slaves that would be forced to love him. And he does not want a slave that loves him. He wants somebody that has the option of sin but chooses to love God instead. And here's what, God, here's what he says. No, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. So if you pull them out, now we're going to go back here to the ex- explanation. All right, so we're going to pull them out. So just as the weeds are sorted out, Okay, so this, this is getting to, to where they're sorted out at harvest. So what I want you to understand is in that middle part. What happens in that middle part? What happens if you just pulled the weeds? If you pulled the weeds, you would lose the whole point of the harvest. God's whole purpose is for us to love him and care for him and have free will and still choose him. So if he pulls the weeds, he's going to pull out the purpose. He's going to pull out the eye. Because you don't think God could solve all of this with a snap of his fingers if he just wanted this to be a perfect little world? If he wanted it to be ran like little robots running around? That's not how God envisioned this. He didn't want us to be robots. He wanted us to love him and chase him and, and, and desire a relationship with him to make this world a better place and to fight off the evil. But listen to this. So you need your sword to fight off the weeds because God's not going to pull them. God's not going to pull them, but he gave you a sword. He gave you Jesus Christ. Guys, you got to go back to episode two for this all to make sense. But what I need you to understand is here, God's not going to pull, like he's not going to pull your weeds out. You're going to have to fight the weeds yourself. Now you have the strength of Jesus Christ inside you and God inside you. So fighting these weeds isn't hard. 
it, it is it can be hard it can be difficult it can put you through challenges but it is winnable it's a winnable fight don't think you're going into a fight that you already lost you're going into a winnable fight because you have jesus christ on your side and he is your sword and he is your lord and savior and he is here to save you so when you understand he is here to save you and you understand that he is your sword then you can fight off these weeds so you can survive because listen to what it says here just as the weeds are sorted out and are burned in the fire, the weeds are burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the world. The Son of Man will send his angels and they will remove from his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. And the angels will throw them into a fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in their father's kingdom. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. That's powerful. That's powerful. Hopefully, hopefully you guys got something from that. Because when I heard that the first time, it really caught my attention. I've read it like two or three more times. And like when, when I just, you know, hear it again. Realize that Jesus is our sword to fight off the weeds so that we survive. That when the angels come, we are here for the harvesting. And not only did we have enough to defend off our weeds, we took out weeds for other people so they could survive, so we could save other people as well. Last thing I want to end with here, just a short little bit, just because I never really heard this one before, and I wanted to, I wanted to make sure everyone heard this. Parable of the treasure, of, hidden, of the hidden treasure and the pearl. Last thing I'm going to end with this. Matthew 13, 40, verse 44. The kingdom of heaven, this is, this is red still, so Jesus speaking, right? The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. Man, isn't that true? Jesus Christ is a treasure. If you haven't discovered him yet, if you haven't got all the way in your relationship, if you haven't desired every single day to get closer to God, it's because you haven't really understood the treasure he really is and he can be in your life and in your heart. So. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovers hidden in the field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovers a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. So understand this. Understand this. This, this is something that I just want, I want to leave you with. And I'm not even going to break it down. I just want you guys to think about it. But the big thing that, that is a key takeaway here is you don't want to be the one keeping God hidden. You don't want to be the one to discover the freedom. This is something I prayed on. I'm going to end on this, and then we're going to get into prayer. Guys, if, you, if you've enjoyed this, just please click, click like, comment, subscribe, share this video, share this with people who you think can be impacted by it. But the last thing I want you guys to understand is when I saw that and I realized, like, that's something I struggled with. I learned about a month to a month and a half ago that I needed to start doing these. I knew I needed to start preaching this. I knew I needed to start saying God's word. I knew I needed to start putting out what God was putting on my heart, but I was scared. I was nervous. And I was like, I'm just going to keep this for myself until I'm sure, 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 sure. Guys, there's never going to be a perfect time. You need to get into God's word today. If you've never started this, go download the YouVerse Bible app right now. Go to the plans and find a plan that suits you and listen to it every single day. Every day. 15, 20 minutes. I'm telling you it'll be worth it. I'm telling you you're going to grow. I'm telling you you're going to find things about, your, about yourself that you never knew were possible. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this out in prayer. But I challenge you all to be better. I challenge you to be a better Christian. Because God's clear. He's clear. This world is tough. You are in a field that is full of weeds and you need your sword and you need to defend yourself and your family and all the people around you from those weeds. Now, God's clear. God's clear on what he is telling us. He's telling us that we need to love him. We need to follow him. We need to get closer to him. We have to get deeper in his word. And through that, through that, we are going to survive the harvest and we are going to flourish in heaven. And the fruits of the spirit, the fruits of what we produce here on earth are going to impact so many lives. It is amazing. So 
with that being said, for everyone who's not driving, if you're not driving, listen to this right now. Please just close your eyes, bow your head. I'm just going to pray for everybody right now. Lord, Lord, I, I pray that you, you sharpen our swords. You give us the power to fight these weeds because there are so many big demons in our life. The word weeds just kind of makes it sound like, oh yeah, we're in the farm fields again and we're just trying to chop out some weeds with a, with a machete or something like that. Like that's what I'm seeing in my head. But it's not true. God, I know that not only are we, we wheat, but we are warriors and we are warriors fighting for your kingdom. And there are real demons in this world that are fighting against us. And I pray that demons are eradicated from every single person that's listening to me right now. That in your name, Jesus Christ, you move the demons from their hearts. You remove the evil desires from their hearts. You remove the desire to sin from their hearts and their soul and their minds, and you help them realize that you can sharpen their blade. You can sharpen their sword. You can help take them where they need to go. Lord, I just pray over my life that you bring light into my life and you sharpen my sword. I am not a perfect human being. I am still a sinner, Lord. I am just a follower of yours that's trying to be the best I can be. And I pray for every single person going on this journey side by side with me, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that you bring us up together. You bring us closer and you help us realize that we are one together. God, I just pray that every single person out listening to this right now and every single person that is going through their life where there is a weed that they are fighting, there is a struggle that they are fighting, that they realize that they just put it away and they just clear the way. They can remove the weeds and they can be that seed that pops through. They can be that seed that brings 30 to 60 to 100 fold return. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Lord, please, 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 Lord. Allow them to understand the power of your fruit. Allow them to understand the power of what you and your people working together can do in this world. Lord, I pray for everyone who's sick and going through pain. I pray for everyone who's got family members who are sick and family members who are hurting and family members that are lost. I pray for everyone who's listening that is getting ready for the holiday season and their head is spinning because the world is about to go crazy the next week. And I pray that everybody finds time to get a little closer to you this time of year. Lord, I pray for everyone listening and watching and everyone across the world that we get closer to you. And it's in your name that I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for hopping on this call. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. God loves you. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing. We're going to keep fighting all of 2020. I'm going to do my best to keep these coming. Um, I'm enjoying it. Hopefully you are too. Again, like, share, comment, pass it around. And you know, I challenge you, if you feel called to say something, if you feel called to, to get up and speak, don't allow the devil to keep you silent. God's got a voice inside of each and every single one of us. I can't wait to hear what you have to say and how God is working in your life.